Hello, welcome to another episode of Prime Open Podcast. I'm just going to do the little uh, auto cue bit. Today's episode is with a new but already dear friend, ex-paratrooper come personal trainer come life coach, Jordan Middlemist. Now, that's done. Jordan's an absolute legend. He's the kind of guy that you would want on your shoulder um, in every situation in your life. He is such a calming energy. He um, just has this wonderful ability to calm you, to um, help you realize that you are you are enough. You are always enough and that you are held by whatever, the universe, divine power, whatever you want to call it, nature. Just nature, I like to use. Um, me and Jordan got to hang out um, and and chat a number of times before we recorded this podcast. Um, so I was very excited to get him in the room and um, just find out who he is. Like, he's a young lad, he's 29, and he's already got an understanding of things. He's he's uh, he's one of the the the, the new wave of. Um, of young guys that and girls that are just they're already clued up they already know what we need to do to master um this reality to take humanity onto that that next level to step outside of um of this materialistic mindset worldview that we have so this this episode is it's a background story to jordan um, and then we do start to get into some of the the, the deeper stuff, um, but there is going to be a lot more. So take this episode as an introduction, and um, I hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. It's interesting. I feel like, I do feel like I know you. I feel like um, we have connected because of something mm-hmm. that I know through our conversations that we've had so far mm-hmm. that you are very keen to share um with the world mm-hmm. i think i'm right in saying that it seems that way yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you know doesn't seem like a personal choice though did you know that this was coming did you just did you have a sense or did you just kind of one day wake up and go i need to talk about something um yeah i guess i guess it was a time when it when an age just arrived hmm for something to come through that I was always aware that on my personal journey that that it was about getting getting the personal self right first yes and once the personal self was right then I would I would seamlessly know what to do and move on Mm. so yeah lockdown was that opportunity I'm sure it probably was for a lot of people where it was time to stop yeah it was like being in the cave you know Mm. Mm. my bedroom became my cave to be honest but like it yeah, just I had that time to to peel back the layers, yeah, and then see what was there. Yeah, and then once you do, it's like, oh, okay, now I'm ready. <laughs> That's, so, this is this is the very. Um, I'm just gonna turn my drum over because it resonates with my voice, and um, the so there's a. I feel like this is the very recent part of your physical journey yeah and we all obviously have um -hmm. so how old are you 29 29 okay i'm 42 i think so there's quite a long journey 
that has gone on. Mm-hmm. And I know for me spiritually, that journey didn't begin until my late twenties, mm-hmm. early thirties. Um, and that came about because of some bad decisions. Um, and, but I've always, I've always felt like there is a magic in the world. I've always felt like there is some underlining fundamental of, of the reality that we experience. I grew up, you know, you, there, there were things like never step on a crack, you know, never walk over three drains, like yeah. luck, you know, the idea yeah, of like yeah, never walk under a ladder, all these superstitions. Now, they fascinated me because they were like, it's just really interesting oh okay so 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 there's an there's a force out there where if i walk over three drains <laughs> that force is gonna strike me down or mm-hmm. you know i'm gonna have i'm gonna experience something bad because i walked under a ladder <laughs> that's so ridiculous yeah. isn't it like i do not believe in superstition hmm. i believe in the power of the mind and the power of thought and if you believe you you experience something bad by walking under a ladder totally gonna happen yeah right so i guess throughout my life throughout my personal journey there was there's always been a sense that there is magic in the air mm-hmm. in 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 our reality and now that i've looked into like sacred geometry and i recognize that sacred geometry being the um, fundamental mathematics being the fundamental of our reality um, I can almost see that that is almost the magic you know numbers the fact that there are so many numbers that kind of just you know like things equate to like uh, is it 108 degrees or just the number 108 like mm-hmm. which is nine when you when you add them together if you if you have ever looked into like vortex math it's all um you you kind of add all these numbers together like i'm not going to go into it here because i don't really Mm -hmm. i still don't fully understand it and i've spent probably the last two or three years diving into sacred geometry and trying to glean some kind of understanding because i do believe that that is a form of magic Mm -hmm. in the sense that it's there's an there's there's a force it's a an unseen force Mm -hmm. right did you have any kind of awareness of that as a child did you what was your let me turn that off what was your your sort of childhood experience of reality should we say so i guess i was very very free as a kid i grew up in the country Mm -hmm. and you could disappear for for a whole day no one would no one would bat an eyelid about where you are no one would be worried about are you safe or whatnot you wouldn't have a phone yeah just you just disappear in the hills you know so I, i was very free um, I used to skateboard, do all these things, play football. It just honestly, I just enjoyed being alive. I suppose as a kid, like yeah. I just really had an imagination. Just physically, I, I like doing things physically. Mm. But when I got to eleven, um, that's when when I suppose life started to change. Mm. When when suffering probably first came into my life, yeah, particularly like mentally, yeah. And and I guess that's if I go back to it, that's what started me out on a different path, right? From um yeah from there do you know what i mean yeah and i started to become aware of different things so from 11 i moved to a different school moved into my i had i was adopted so 
I love my adopted dad mm. and we moved in with his his girlfriend at the time and it was just very very different you know yeah. to what I'd experienced before and it brought with it like an anxiety disorder yeah and at that, that age 11 I found out I was adopted yeah so 11 I was like who the fuck am I yeah who am I yeah like who who <laughs> so that's when the questions started the bigger questions because it went yeah. from being a very blissful childhood even though there was things going on yeah I was okay yeah and then it went that I wasn't yeah. and I was like oh and that's where like I guess the adventure started for us really yeah of looking for answers and asking I guess that's where it started like who am I yeah probably where it started yeah, 11 yeah. like looking at my parents and being like well if you're not my parents who is yeah you know so yeah. that's yeah I mean that if any situation is going to make you ask who am I yeah I I guess in a way, you're lucky. We all ask that question. I I think Mm -hmm. we all ask that question at some point. And I think that some people, they don't get the opportunity to ask that question until much later Mm -hmm. in life. And at that point, it's like they've spent so much of their life following the, 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 you know, the sort of 2.4 children you know the 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 you 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 find a partner you buy a house you have some children you get married i think uh most religions would have you marry first um <laughs> then you have the kids and then you you know you, then you then you get the lease on the car and that's basically what you do you just you know you lease a new car yeah, every two years and you just keep going yeah. until like you know, you you reach that retirement age, and hopefully you've paid off your mortgage, mm-hmm. and hopefully you you know, and that's like yeah. my dad, he got to that point where he was like a year off of paying off his mortgage. He was a year off of retirement and a year off of paying his paying his mortgage, and he died, and he didn't get to experience that that like moment that we all kind of search for. Daddy's we have here. a we we. Yeah. We have a, a visitor. Hello, mate. Come in. You'll come in. All <laughs> right. Right, you mustn't touch anything. <laughs> you can see that this isn't going to work. He's blatantly going to touch everything. Can't work. No, it is working. Working? Yeah, we're recording. We're telling stories to the world. Yes. Yes. <laughs> what a dude. One day... Broken. Oh, that's a shame. I um. I'm just going to pause this. Right, so the boy has been ushered back inside so we can continue with our story. Um, so, yeah, I was I was basically saying that I think a lot of people, they reach a point in their life where they have to ask the question. They, You know, something happens and they have to say to themselves, where, who am I? You know, where am I going? What am I looking for? You know, what is going to... Because the money doesn't bring the happiness. The, you know, the toys don't bring the happiness. The, um, you know, all of the children like little birds in the nest going, you know, we need stuff now as well. And you're trying to navigate that and teach your children that to have stuff isn't always the answer. And it it's such a... And mindful. So when you get to that point in your life when you can say, who am I? And start receiving the information because I feel like reality, I mean, let's not, to put it into a frame, um, 
we ask questions, our reality is a reflection of who we are, right? Because whether you believe in anything, whether you believe in religions, spirituality, magic, gods, whatever, it's, it doesn't matter. It's a, it's a fundamental truth that your reality is very much is is very much experienced through your perception of it mm -hmm. so if you're in a shit mood you're going to have a shit experience of that of, of that day's reality yeah mm -hmm. if you're in a great mood you're going to have a great experience sure shit things might happen but generally if you're in a great mood it's going to not be as shit as it could have been mm -hmm. if you're in a mediocre mood it might push you over the edge and make you have a shit day so it's not denying that you know, you, you that things can't happen seemingly outside of you, mm -hmm. but it's it, it, it's 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 a fundamental, right? We experience our reality through our perception. So, when you then ask the question, "Who am I?" you're going to start getting that feedback. You know, your reality is going to start telling you who you are because you're asking the question, not because all of a sudden there's lots of little like, you know, um, magic sort of what am I thinking? Like like elves, you know, like the DMT elves yeah. or whatever, like little <laughs> magic elves that run around the grid work of reality. And they and, and they kind of like, they the moment you ask a question, they run around and, and put everything in place like a Rubik's Cube and kind of like, so that you can then see the answer. Like, that might happen. I don't know. I mean, I've experienced DMT and there's some of that is definitely going on, I'm sure. <laughs> but I don't think that that is specifically the nature of our reality what i do think is that there when you start asking a question your that question stays in your in your sort of like in the forefront of your perception in the forefront of your mind so everything you experience that day is coming through that lens you know it's coming through that filter yeah i remember uh, as an example i remember a one night stand didn't use a condom and the next day I experienced that whole day through the filter of have I impregnated someone <laughs> I saw women pushing push uh, pushing yeah push chairs yeah. like pregnant women like um men like rocking babies like literally all day and that's not to say that they weren't there every day. It's just that that day, the forefront of my perception was, mm -hmm. have I made someone pregnant? Yeah. And it was there for me to see because mm -hmm. it's a feedback loop. So when you started asking the question at such a young age, really, 11 is quite young to ask, who am I? Mm -hmm. Did you start getting answers? How, what, what changed in your world when you started asking that question? Yeah, it's interesting to listen to you because it's like your perception is what, what gets sent out and it just gets mirrored back and bounced back, you know? Yeah. And that's what you get back. Um, are you asking what it was like at that young age, asking that question? Yeah, did you did you start noticing? A... There was a lot of anxiety. Yeah. I had an anxiety disorder for a few years mm. because, yeah, it's... <laughs> how would 11 do you even comprehend, like, even asking that question, you know, and then going about finding an answer? because then the people that are around you also project back who they think you are yeah you know and 
and we have this eternal innocence that believes whatever we hear, especially from the grown-ups and stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and then you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that must be who I am. And then, you know, then whatever role you fit into, it either fits or, or it doesn't, and if it doesn't, it's suffering, you know? Mm. And, um, yeah, I don't know, just going from, from one to the next till you find what, what feels comfortable, I suppose, at that age, you know? Yeah. And then I, I can honestly see from 11 till 29, there was just a constant that, like, is this it? Yeah. Is this it? Yeah. Is this it? Yeah. And it never felt like home. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Until until I learned how to let go of all of it. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, I'm home. It was always here. That's. <laughs> I mean, that in itself is is probably the lesson for humanity, right? Like, come on, let's all just let go. But we're not there yet. No. Right. So, what would did you did you sort of try and deal with your anxiety did you speak to anyone about it did you just sort of suffer in silence mm -hmm. you did for a long time yeah because there wasn't those people around us that i could have those conversations with okay. where anyone was in a position to to hold the space and, and be like okay i think i know what's going on with you yeah and it wasn't the time when you could just go on google yeah like it, it wasn't there yet no so there was no one i felt like i just i just myself yeah but i learned from it <laughs> to be the witness because I'd watch this body and mind suffering and I would just sit at school and all I would do is sit and watch it. Interesting. Sit and watch it suffering. And I didn't know that's what I was doing. Yeah. I just knew that I'd, I didn't want to feel it. And my yeah. way of dealing with it was just sitting back. Yeah. Just take deep breaths and just sit and watch it. And that is literally all we do now. Yeah. You know, that's all I do when I'm, you know, if I'm getting anxious about a work project, if um yeah if, like meditation i have abused meditation in the sense that if there's something happening in my world that i don't like that i'm not a fan of you know i i'll go and i'll spend more and more time in meditation i'll take every opportunity to go and sit and i'm it's it's the same as drinking or uh, to excess, you know, mm. um, or any other kind of like consumption, overconsumption, mm. because I don't have a problem with general consumption, like recreational consumption. Like I'll have a drink. I'll, I love a podcast with a few beers. Right? It's great. It's it's fun. I I like smoke a bit of weed now and then. It's it, it, generally with other people, you know, or with music. Weed with music's pretty pretty exciting, um, but if I was getting to a point where I was using that as a as a crutch or mm. a cast, yeah, then I know that that you know that's a problem then. Um, and meditation can be exactly the same mm -hmm. if you're using it to just block out whatever's going on. Mm -hmm. So so we get to that point and we go, okay, I'm going to sit back and I'm going to allow this to happen. Mm -hmm. How healthy is that? Did that solve your anxiety? Did you come to terms with it? Or did you just ignore it until something else come along to distract you? Yeah, I don't think that I don't think that did fix the anxiety. But but like that obviously was a a, a chain of events that, that led to it. Like three years I think it was about three years later that that I that, that I stepped out of that, you know, and mm. and I started to feel more I don't know what the word is, but more comfortable yeah. in 
but because I went from like being in a very comfortable environment at a mm-hmm. young age mm-hmm. where I knew everyone, I was really comfortable, and I got put into a new school, didn't know who my parents were. Yeah. Like and I just like it all went off at the same time. I was just like, and it, I think it just took that long time to really like to yeah. be able to deal with it. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I didn't know how to. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, I I was um, fifteen, I think, and my dad left, and I was yeah I was in the last year of school, and I was coming up to sort of make decisions around going to college and stuff like that and um yeah my dad moved out and i remember just being i wasn't anxious but i become uncertain and i guess in a way it was it is is a form of anxiety right Mm -hmm. um but i was very uncertain i didn't know what um I didn't know what I was going to do when I left school. I was aware that I was going to have to start making decisions for myself. My mum was really struggling. There was four other kids, two older, no, three older, one younger. And um, it was just crazy time. Like nobody really knew what was going on. My mum was always upset. My my sister, I've got two sisters, two older sisters, and the one, the youngest of the two, was going through her sort of teenage angst. So she was just always having a go at my mum, didn't want to be at school. I was pre-teenage angst, so I was kind of like the, you know, I was sort of there for my mum quite a lot. Even though I didn't understand any of the emotions she was feeling, mm-hmm. I I was I had empathy for her. Um, at the same time as not really knowing what I was going to be doing with myself, and that kind of went on until I was about eighteen, nineteen, and then um, become homeless. And at that point, I remember walking the streets and looking for it was. It was early evening and I remember looking through the window and seeing this family sort of in the front room, you know, two adults, like, you know, mum and dad and the kids. And they were having this, I don't know, they they looked like they were having fun. They were having a family time. And I remember looking and just, just feeling so utterly sad that that didn't exist for me anymore. And it was brutal. Like it, that hurt. I remember having a, a Sony Walkman, and uh, I was listening to I don't know if you're familiar uh, um, McCormick and Butler, and uh, I had it on cassette tape, and I just I went and sat down like the local park where I hung out as a kid. You know that was my safe place, and now it wasn't a safe place anymore. Uh, but I thought it would be, so I went and sat there and listened to this music on my headphones. There was no one around, like none of my mates were around, and it and I it it was like reality really embodied the how I felt. This is the the feedback, you know, yeah. the mirror. Mm-hmm. Like the world looked bleak and empty and and separate, and 
I guess that was that was when I started. That was when I really started sort of saying, right, you know, how how does all of this stuff work? And I went on a definitely went on a journey of at least a, ten years of of searching. And I went through drugs, alcohol, um, you know, sex, just just anything to try and understand or to try and make myself feel something like belonging. Mm -hmm. And I guess in a way that's what you're saying, right? You didn't belong anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I know that you went on to join the army. Was that a choice you made because of you didn't feel like you belonged and you wanted to belong to something? Or was that just a sort of career choice that you Mm -hmm. made? Um, so I just want to say before I say anything that I'm 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 honestly eternally grateful for everything that that looked like it was looked like it was a drama in my life, mm. and I'm not not the victim of any of it. No, and I'm grateful for it all. Yeah. So I do have a parallel story to you in in some regards that um I was technically homeless at seventeen. Mm. Um. And then when I was eighteen, I I met my birth parents. Wow. Like like a fairy tale, honestly. No so I went way. from being homeless and having no one to like I had to wait till I was eighteen before I was allowed to find them. Yeah. So I did that and it took a few months. Yeah. It happened. It was absolutely beautiful. Wow. Mo- moved in with my mum like a week after or a week or two after, you know? Yeah. And it's like, wow, this is it. But it's not. You yeah. know? Yeah. And then so I met them when I was eighteen, so I got to the point when I was twenty. I'd gotten like my dad my dad, um, was very much into running mm. so i started running with them you know and then that became my identity yes and all of a sudden i was like oh i'm good at this yeah this this could be it yeah and my life was just a thing of oh no now this is it yeah. oh this time it will be it yeah. you know yeah and it just never was mm. so the army was just another thing the army happened because i was in a place of of suffering internally yeah and i was like i'd, I'd done all the tests i was going to join i changed my mind right and anyway one day I just went back on the army website and I was like, what's the, what's the hardest job I can do? Mm. The, what's going to like push us to my limits? And it was the parachute regiment. Right. I just rang up the recruiter being like, yeah, can I join the parachute regiment? He was like, don't think that's a good idea. Like I was, I was quite scrawny and I was soft, you yeah. know? Yeah. He's like, I don't think that's a good idea. I was like, nah, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it. So I did. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just, it was an escape. Yeah. It was an escape. That's all it was. Mm. I couldn't figure out what it was. Because I'd, I'd started getting into spiritual things or spiritual. I got my first book, 17, when I, I think it was 16 or 17, Paul McKenna, Change Your Life in Seven Days. Right. All right. And that's the first time I read a book and I was like, there's information on this stuff. So from 17 to 20, I read everything I could get my hands on. Yeah. And I built this understanding of spiritual things, but the experience wasn't there. Yeah. I was reading like Eckhart Tolle, all this stuff. Like, wow, that sounds great. Yeah. Why do I feel like shit? Yeah. Why don't I experience what he's talking about? You know. Yeah. And I got myself into a hole where I had no one else I could even speak to about any of this stuff. Yeah. It was just me. Yeah. Me in my room with all this stuff. Yeah. And I got to the point where I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Army. Yeah, I'll join. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah. And that's what I did. Did you bin off everything that you'd read? When you joined the army, or did did you feel like you'd already started taking that in? Did you were you were you was that a, a lens for yeah. you? Yeah, it was just. I never got rid of anything I learned. I took it with me, but mm. I did put it on the back seat of the car. You know, yeah. like. Yeah, but I yeah. still I still everything I learned from there like, 
it was always there knocking yeah, the whole yeah, time. Yeah. You don't escape no. the truth of that. Once you ask that question, who you are, it haunts you until you find it. Well, it did for me anyway, yeah. in my experience. No, it does. I mean, they say that like, as you learn, you, you there's never a point where you unlearn. Yeah. It's just like, you can block it out. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people do. Yeah. Like a, a lot of people go, I can't, like my head, I just don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to watch TV and drink beer and eat crisps you know um and that's evident you can see that because people's appearance you know um so how long were you in the army six years six years so a period of that would have been like training right Mm -hmm. yeah how long was training Uh, i think it was nine months nine months yeah And, and i imagine that that kind of put you through your paces if you were scrawny and soft yeah. i imagine you experienced some yeah anyone kind of... who knows the parachute regiment knows, <laughs> knows okay. what you're getting yourself in for okay it's um it's tough but i i absolutely loved it at the time yeah no matter how shit it was i loved it yeah. i loved the challenge of it all yeah and yeah honestly i'm so so grateful for the all of it yeah. all the all the tough times yeah how was the was the training um i don't know anything about um being in any forces Mm -hmm. um and i did i wanted to be a fighter pilot when i was a kid Mm -hmm. um and then i kind of i developed this sort of anxiety around confined spaces Mm -hmm. and every time i thought the, the idea of being like trapped in a in a small space freaked me the fuck out so a fighter pilot being in that little cockpit um just like it all of a sudden it started it scared the shit out of me mm-hmm. and i was like yeah i'm not i'm not doing that but for a while i was really obsessed with it um now i think if you so so you went in and you had this nine months of training there must have been an element of um breaking down of your psyche and retraining yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. Like yeah. self-discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, and that must have been, in a way, that must have been really hard, but really beneficial, right? Yeah. Do you think that that training that you went through has had an effect on how you self-discipline your, yourself now? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like, it's all gone together to... Even the running I was doing beforehand, I was disciplined. Like, I would have jumped through any hoop right. to be as good as I possibly could. And that's just something I've always had from a yeah. young age. Yeah. I feel blessed with, like, I've tried literally every sport. Mm. And physically, I would do whatever it took. Mm. It's just that I didn't have it mentally. Yeah. There was a bit of me mentally, and I could never figure it out. Like, why can't I do it when it matters? Right. Why do I... I just didn't have it. Yeah. Like, I honestly believe it doesn't matter, like, and it wasn't meant to work out this way, that, that I could have been good at... A lot of different sports, you know? Yeah. But when it mattered, that moment, you know when the real champions just have it? Yeah. I just didn't. Yeah. I didn't, and it was painful. Yeah. Really painful. Yeah. I I understand, because I also really love running, mm-hmm. and um, I don't do it so much now. I went for a period where I was running every day, um, and I bloody loved it. It's such a... There's... I saw this thing the other day, and it was like this guy saying, like, these are the reasons you don't exercise. Like you don't exercise. No, you know you you know you're not exercising when you're not enjoying exercise. And I was like, "What the fuck does he mean?" And he's like, 
and 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 I kind of like all of a sudden I got this flash of understanding, and I was like, I know because when you go like when I was going running regularly, I was so obsessed with it, and I lo- absolutely loved doing it. I just I couldn't wait to get home from work so mm. I could go out for a run. Yeah. Now, like I think to myself, I really love to go for a run, and I get home from work, I'm like oh, I'm a bit tired, like. Yeah. You know, kids are there. I can mm-hmm. play with them for a little while, and then I'll have dinner, and like, then I'll put the kids to bed, and then the wife's there, and we can hang out. And, uh, do you know what I mean? And like that, that idea of going running is gone yeah. because I'm not doing it regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, it, so what you're saying is, in a way, you were conditioning, you, or you you conditioned yourself to always be the best. I always had that in me that I was willing to do whatever it took to be the best at something I could. I've always liked to so say when I did yoga, I was like, okay, I just look at the top thing and like, okay, well, I'll shoot for there. Yeah. It's just, I don't that's, know. It's just always something that's been in us. Yeah. But that's, that's, boy, that's like such a good quality to have, right? I want to be the best at the thing that I'm doing. Like, why the fuck would anyone go, oh, you know, I kind of, I want to do that thing, but I want to be like down here. I don't mm-hmm. really want to be that good at it. I just, some, <laughs> just some enjoy. people like, is it? Though? Some yeah. some people don't need to aspire to be that mm-hmm. epic, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think I'd like to have that quality in myself. Mm-hmm. I want to be the best. Like, I want to be the best fucking musician that I can be. Mm-hmm. But I'm not interested in being like the best musician in the world. I just want to be the best that I can be. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's where I'm falling short mm-hmm. because maybe what I should be doing is trying to be the best in the world. Maybe with podcasting, I should be trying to be the best podcaster in the world. You know, I don't know how, how, how what that, but it, see, the mm-hmm. thing is there's a, there's a, the, the spiritual part of me mm-hmm. says, well, why, why do you need so much? Mm-hmm. Why are you always needing? Yeah. The fuck's wrong with you, dude? Mm-hmm. Like, stop needing so much. Um, so I always have that, I have that physical world mm-hmm. conflict with that non-physical. Um, so let's bring us, bring us up to date, right? You did nine months of training. Mm-hmm. They ripped your soul away, built you a new one. Mm-hmm. You come out the other side of it, hench as fuck, ready to drop out of an, a, a, a helicopter at any given moment land in some like hostile scenario mm-hmm. got your gun out like fucking rambo right i'm sorry like this is true did you did you ever experience like um did you tour did you do no we didn't tour we didn't duty. get deployed so right were you in colchester is that yeah, where you trained Colchester, yeah so yeah. that was it you come through training and I got my point after like five years where I was like, I've trained so hard for this. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And no, we didn't, we didn't go anywhere. Mm. And honestly, now I'm really grateful I didn't because yeah. I don't know how I would have dealt with it Yeah. moving forward. Yeah. If I was to carry the same, the same path I did, you yeah. know? Yeah. But, um, it's just, it's just, it didn't happen. Yeah. We, three power that I was in wasn't deployed during that mm. time. So we sat there bags packed the whole time. Wow. Never went. Uh, did you leave um was it kind of like the end of your service that you left or did you just choose one day that you 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 didn't want to yeah there's a lot of things that that i probably won't go into in here but like it it just got to a point where um 
like I'd been all over the world. I hadn't just sat in Colchester. I'd been all over the world doing amazing things. Yeah. And I just got to the point where I just, I'd actually done really well. Mm. I'd got distinction on every course I'd done. And I was at a point where like, I could have an amazing army career here. That's how yeah. it felt from my perspective. Yeah. And I did want to go and do other things, which, which I won't talk about on here. Yeah. And it fell through. Yeah. And I felt, I felt a bit, felt, I felt a bit hardly done by. Right. And like, I went away. I, I'd, I'd been on a course. Um, and I was, I went away for a few weeks. I just traveled in Europe by myself. Yeah. And I was like, by the end of this trip, I'm going to decide what I really, really need, want to do. Yeah. And I came back and I had this army career there with lots of possibilities, lots of things I could do. Cause I'd got myself in a really good position with it. Yeah. And I just asked myself truthfully, like I looked up to, to the other people ahead of us. I was like, yeah. is that what I want? Yeah. I was like, nah. Right. I was like, I've got to go. Yeah. Got to go. And, and, and that was the point where I let, I let the, the things from when I was younger, those questions, I let them back in. Okay. Because I'd been all over the world, been on holidays, done whatever that looks so amazing. Yeah. And I was like, but it's still not there. Yeah. Like, what is it that I'm missing? Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've done things that I never even imagined I'd possibly do at 17. Being in sheltered accommodation, right? To yeah. like, years later, traveling Australia, yeah. doing whatever, living the life yeah. on like a cruise at Christmas. Like, yeah. you would think you'd feel amazing. Yeah. But you're just like some like for me, I was always aware something wasn't right. Okay, you know. So yeah. I was like, yeah, I've I've got to go. Yeah. No plan. I yeah. just left. Yeah. So so you left. You went home. So you have to give a year's notice. Right. So wow. I, I had a year. So I had a year, but I managed to move into the gym, which so I just did physical training. Right. So I was I was a fitness instructor as well in the army. Yeah. As, yeah. A, as a paratrooper. So I got back into running. Hmm. Ran for the army. Um, did really well did that in my last year and then um, when I got out I got that idea again oh what if I well I'm do, I've am i done this well like, I, I got I got fa very fast again very quick yeah. and I was like well if I can do that in that short space of time why couldn't I run in the Olympics or something yeah. and, and that's the moment I, f I fucked it up because oh. that's the moment I was like I went from doing something well and enjoying it to like oh no but it's got to be up there Yeah. so I did it again Yeah. you know and then that's what I did when I left the army running Right. There was yoga and there was a lot of other things and I was still learning all these times but yeah. it was running. Right. <laughs> and what happened then? Like you you were running to get to the Olympics. So as I say so I'm I'm someone I was I was miles off it. Right. But I had a dream and a belief. I believed that my body was capable of it. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't know whether my mind was but I wanted to believe it. Right. So I got myself in a in a really good training group. Yeah. Other elite runners far better than me. Yeah. I was in the perfect place, but again, it's just, I was like, I'm not happy here. Yeah. It's not right. Yeah. You know? So, so yeah, your, your head and your heart mm -hmm. kind of <clears throat> had an argument, I guess. Intellectually, you wanted this thing mm -hmm. and your heart was like, nah. It was causing us a lot of suffering, that yeah. reaching. Yeah. And it always had. Yeah. That reaching. And it, it's a painful thing when... I'm sure a lot of people experience when you want to be up there yeah. and you're so far off it yeah. that I couldn't, I, I almost couldn't do the small steps anymore yeah. because it had to be the huge leap. And if it wasn't, it was crushing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, but as I said, that moment when I decided to leave the army, that's when I allowed the, I suppose the spiritual aspect of life back in. So that last year in the army, yeah. like I taught myself yoga. Yeah. It was funny because I, I, through the army, I got put on it. I got, they paid for a yoga course basically for me to do. Mm. Um, and when I started learning, I was like, I've been doing this for years. Yeah. So like, 
I'd actually been doing yoga at a young age to deal with the anxiety and stuff. I, right. I'd learned breathing techniques. Yeah. I'd learned meditation. Yeah. Being the witness, and I'd learned, I'd learned asana practice, but I just called it stretching, concentrating on my breath. Mm. You know. So when I, I found yoga in this last year in the army, I was like, I've been doing this for years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I just didn't know that's what it was. So anyway, that that was birthed at that time as well. Mm. Along with like other, a lot of other things I learned. So yeah. although I started running and running was my main focus, I was only running maybe twice a day. Yeah. For an hour and all the rest of the time I was like, I need to learn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So yeah, so that was my life. Yeah. So so you 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 let the spiritual stuff back in mm-hmm. and you you'd left the army now, you've you know, you've done that year. Yeah. You yeah, so like I say, you you went home after mm-hmm. the army. Yeah, I went back to Newcastle. Back to Newcastle, and that was when you really started diving in deep. So w- when would that have been? How how long ago was that? Um, what year did I leave? I left in 2018, so okay. I, I decided to leave in 2017. Yeah. That was my year, 2018, yeah. summer of 2018 is when I left. Yeah, so, and then you just literally were, did you like have a job or anything, or did you were you focusing more on? Um, I did loads of different things. Yeah. I taught kids to swim for a bit. Nice. Um, I had like obviously PT qualifications, so I did PT for a bit at a gym. Yeah. I think I lasted about six weeks there, and I was like, you know what, I'll just work for myself. So that's what yeah. I did for the next year. I worked for myself. Yeah. I had yoga qualifications because I'd learned yoga in India as well. Wow. I did two yoga courses. So not long after getting out, I actually had an injury when I left. Yeah. I broke my foot. All right. And I was like, well, I can't run properly and I can't race at the minute, so I might as well go and do something. So I went to India. Nice. And did yoga. Yeah. <laughs> just ran around Rishikesh like a madman Amazing. everyone must have thought who's this guy yeah cars used to come behind us beep beep yeah and you know in England it's it's rude if someone beeps you yeah. but they were all saying hello yeah yeah so I was like what the hell's going on yeah but yeah so so there was a lot of other things so, but yeah I, I taught yoga yeah did um, personal training and yeah I was just letting that that was all a means to me being a runner though yes that was okay well I, that's enough money for me to run and enough free time that i can control and yeah. train whenever i want yeah it was a beautiful time yeah it really was yeah i can imagine but there was also this like constant reaching that obviously has a knock-on effect in everything in your life yeah so did you feel like did doing the yoga ever kind of calm that reaching or did you just find that you were reaching then to be like the best yoga teacher or um um, in some ways probably yeah mm. yeah it 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 ran through everything because that that's the that's what i was bouncing out yeah yeah i'm jordan i want to be the best at everything i do yeah so it goes through everything yeah um yeah and it's quite destructive at times (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely so i know that because i i think in a way i have a i have a similar (laughs) infliction i suppose um which yeah we can talk to uh, talk about another point but um so you you then yeah then then we we reach bloody what 2020 Mm. and lockdown and you decide, right, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking go balls deep yeah. in spirituality. Yeah, so so like prior to that I'd got to a point with the running stuff and this is back end of twenty nineteen mm. where I was, I just like got the point where I admitted myself like this ain't working. Yeah. This ain't working for us anymore and I'm not happy. Yeah. So what I did was I stopped doing everything. Mm. I packed a bag and I just went. I mm. went travelling. Mm. I went Canada, California and I was just 
until COVID happened, I was traveling. Right. I was in Colombia at the time. Yeah. And then I just got this feeling. I was like, oh, Jordan, don't get stuck. Oh, really? And it's just, it's like I heard a message, like, it's time to go home. Right. And as soon as I did, I was on the phone, like, mum, I'm going to come back. And I did. Yeah. Booked a flight and I was gone two days later back home. Wow. And then COVID happened. And really? And the lockdown happened. I was like, oh, that was good timing. Yeah. <laughs> crikey. <laughs> yeah. Something something seemed to preempt it. For us. Like, it was already starting to happen in the world, but there was not what, not the time when people were starting to worry yet. Yeah. Yeah. Because my friend, I'd, I'd met a friend in Peru. Yeah. And he was um, an English professor in China and he was batting on about covid in china everyone else was like well your stuff going on about this man yeah. this isn't going to happen to everybody else yeah yeah <laughs> right. how wrong we were <laughs> yeah bloody hell so yeah so yeah i got back and i was like traveling i loved it but i was tired hmm. i was tired like i was running really hard still i thought i'd let it go and because i got into a good place i was like well i'm here i might as well i'm free i might as well just run as well so yeah. it's it sneaked back in again but anyway yeah so i got back and I was just like, yeah, I'm ready to just, yeah, to see what happens. So, yeah, like you say, then you, you know, COVID happens, and you mm-hmm. decided. You've said to me already before in previous conversations that you decided like now was the time to kind of dive into your mind as mm-hmm. far as you could. Yeah, and you know, fast forward to now, you mm-hmm. feel like you need to get something out there Mm. and yeah and and, and... like 2020 was a bit of a mess to be honest yeah i thought 2020 was going to be like the year and maybe it was in hindsight yeah but it was a mess it wasn't until 2021 where i was like new year i was like honestly i was like all right jordan it's really time to get your shit together you know so i just like it it was like that's the point where i admitted okay you've got to let go of the things that aren't working in your life yeah you've got to just do it and it's painful but you've got to do it yeah so yeah, so 2021 is when like things actually started changing for us. Right. When I, when I started being willing to let go of identities. Yeah. That, that were that were causing us pain. Okay. Um, yeah, and it just <laughs> even 2021 is crazy, but um, yeah, it got to a point where where it clicked. Yeah. Yeah. And so so you so let's let's talk about the message. Mm-hmm. And what we're what we're here for, you know. Do you feel now that you know what you're here for? I feel like I don't feel like I know who I am. Yeah. I know what I was looking for my whole life was yeah. there the whole time. Yeah. And nowhere ever felt like home mm. until I found home inside. And I was like, Oh, it was there the whole time. Yeah. It's like Beautiful. a cosmic joke. It was there the whole time. Yeah. But I couldn't see it. Yeah. You know, and my experience has completely changed it. Now I experience it the whole time. Yeah. And it's funny, the other day someone was saying to me, like, no, this is your belief. I was like, it's not, it's my experience. Mm. Experience is a, is aware that a belief can even happen. And they were like, no, this is just your belief. I was like, I'm sorry, it's not. <laughs> because my wow. experience has completely changed. Yeah. You know, and you wouldn't jump in the sea get out and be like i'd be like you believe you've just been in the sea you just mm. believe that i'd be like you'd be like no i've just experienced being in the sea you know <laughs> yeah. so that's the same what happened to me things fell away and the experience changed yes and i was like no this is what i'm experiencing yes okay it's, i don't i don't believe i've just had an experience yeah so i know i've had an experience yeah, yeah. So it's, it's not the easiest thing to talk about yeah what we're going to talk about but 
We can try. If you ask the right question, we'll see what comes up. <laughs> okay, so it's on me to ask uh, the right question. Um, okay, so we all strive to find some kind of understanding, some kind of peace in ourselves, mm -hmm. regardless of religion, spirituality, whatever. Mm -hmm. Everybody is always looking for something to create ease and peace in themselves now you say when I found out it was there or mm -hmm. when I saw it in myself mm -hmm. and realized it had been there the whole time it changed your experience mm -hmm. your experience of what yeah so I feel like there's a little bit of a backstory to this that we haven't pulled in okay the fact that like yoga and all these things. So as soon as I did yoga, I was again, like I was only interested in Samadhi, which yes. is the eighth limb of yoga, Yes. which is like the mystical experience. Yes. I was like physical postures, breathing great. But what is this Samadhi? No one's, no one's talking about, Yes. you know, and this is it. So like from, from, from 2017 onwards, like I was just, I was only interested in finding high sources yeah. that were talking about something different. Yeah. And as you do, you move from teacher to teacher thinking, oh, this one knows. And then you realize, oh, no, maybe he doesn't. Maybe he just thinks he knows. Yeah. Anyway, and you move on. So I was always interested in enlightenment. Yeah. Like for me, from 18, I was like, what is this thing yeah. that people are talking about? And yeah. I was just like, I've had more of a desire for that than anything else. Yeah. To experience the real truth. Yeah. And so so it's led to this point where it hasn't just been like something in my experience changed that does seem like there's been a lineal path yeah and i can't tell you like how well the jigsaws fit together and obviously it has yeah like steve Jobs said you've got to like trust the dots align but you always see in your past how the dots connected to bring you to where you are yeah yeah so like so like my stepdad really interested in like non-duality yeah and things like this and I came back from traveling. He was talking to us about it. And I was mm. like, I have no idea what you're on about. He's like, it is only now. This is it. Mm. And it's only what is. And like, I was trying to get my mind around this, like trying to figure out what he was saying. Like, yeah, I understand you, but I don't get it. Yeah. You know? So that's kind of the start of where that year went, you know? And you go from teacher to teacher, finding different understands. And for me, like, I'll never, I'll never talk about something unless I've practiced it and practiced it and practiced it myself and experienced it. Yeah. I would never be out in the world being like, this is how it is from, from a, a mental understanding. Mm. I always do it from experience. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so yeah, so this is what I was doing. I was looking at yoga, samadhi. Yeah. I was looking at, so I got to the point where I found a number of teachers where I thought what they were talking about was the truth. Yeah. And I was like, they all talk about a moment of surrender. Yeah. And I was like, huh, that's, that's the thing. Yeah. That's where I'm at. This, this surrender. And I didn't know how I was going to find it. Yeah. Until I did. Mm. Cause I, I was, I was saying this earlier. I was like, um, I was like, all these people have got these gurus. I was listening to Ram Dass, Krishna Das, talk about their gurus. Yeah. And I was like, why don't I have a guru? Yeah. Like, why has he not appeared yet? Like, I thought, surely I'm at a stage where he should appear. Yeah. But lo and behold, like, it does happen when the student's ready, the teacher appears. Yeah. And these two teachings came at the same time. 
the teaching how to let go and surrender came with a teaching of a non-duality direct path, which people may not understand, but yoga is like a progressive path path mm-hmm. to experiencing who you really are. Mm. Like that's all yoga actually is. It's it's a way of cleansing and getting to the point where you understand who you truly are. Okay. And that becomes the experience. Yeah. Okay. But there's a more direct path, which is like more non-duality stuff. Mm. And I got the point where I obviously heard the direct path at the same time I heard the surrender. Yeah. And something just clicked. Right. And I was like, ha. Huh. I was almost like, oh shit, this ain't going to be the same ever again. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And it hasn't been since, and this hasn't been a long period of time, but it's one of those, you know, when you, when you find something that's unchanged, I still wake up every morning now and I'm like, close my eyes. I'm like, no, the truth's still there. It's still there. Like I haven't got caught up in my stuff since it's happened. And it doesn't feel like it ever will, because like you said earlier, like, for me, once something's seen, hmm. it can't be unseen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And for something like this, there's no desire to cover it up with anything. Yeah. Um, and we're talking around it a bit because it's going to be difficult to talk about because we're talking about something beyond the mind. Yeah. And the mind can't understand it. And that's that's the that's the difficulty with the spiritual path hmm. is that for me as well, I was trying to understand it mentally. Hmm. Like if I can just get my head around this, yeah, then it'll happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm doing this now. Yeah. Just listening to you, I'm trying to get yeah, my head around. trying to figure it out. And I would listen to these documentaries, like especially about Samadhi, and they were like, the more you try and figure it out, the further you'll get from it. Yeah. I was like, how horrible is that to hear? Yeah. I like trying to get to the top of the mountain and be the best. I'm like, and I'll do everything to get there, and that'll take me further away. I'm like, so that's where the surrender comes in, and I guess that's where the yang, the doing, uh-huh. can meet the yin. Yeah. And it's like... The Tao, so the Tao that can be spoke about is not the eternal Tao, hmm. you know? And the still point is the meeting, you know what I mean? Where, where the, the yang can meet the yin and the, the surrender can meet the doing. So like the doing can walk you to the door yeah. and the surrender can allow you to fall through it. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It's often called the gateless gate. Right. I don't know if you've heard about this. No. And this, this. I feel like this, this is my, the, yeah. the, you know, you. This is the teaching that I've been yeah. waiting for. <laughs> so, it's funny. So, I did. Um, I followed Dr. Joe Dispenza for a while, mm-hmm. and his meditations. All right. And I found a place in them where I felt like I fell through a portal. Mm. And there wouldn't be an awareness of a body anymore. There wouldn't be awareness of a mind thinking. Mm. There would just be a vast space. Mm. A space that felt like I was very held in it. Mm. Very comforted. Okay. So I knew this was a place I, I could find in meditation. But I, honestly, I didn't know what it was. Mm. I thought that was meditation. Mm. It turns out it, it potentially could have been Samadhi in my understanding now. Yeah. Because it was just what is. Anyway, so, I, so this happened some point in 2020. Mm. that I, I found this place I could go to on demand. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Um, th- through So Dr. Joe Dispenza's teachings in his meditations are very much about space. Yeah. And you just keep becoming aware of space. Mm. And he says, okay, so now become nobody. Right. Okay. And that's the teaching for Samadhi is you can't go through. This, this portal I'm talking about, this, you can't go through it as somebody. Okay. Okay. Because somebody is a framework of the mind. Yes. And it's an identity that's being held. And that's 
in my experience, that's not the true self. Right. The true self lied beyond that. Yeah. And it haunted me for a while knowing that and being yeah. like, well, the fuck do you get rid of yourself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for me, it, it seems like there's a lineal path mm. that, that got me prepared. Everything yoga got me prepared for a moment where I was ready to surrender. Yeah. And enough suffering or whatever along the way, enough not knowing to be like. So it was actually very simple. I was watching a documentary and the documentary was about letting go technique and it said welcome. Mm. And honestly, it just clicked. It was like my heart opened. I saw a vision of a hand go to a door and light came in. Yeah. And I just knew I was like, that was it all along because all it is is I had resistance to suffering or anything that was happening. Yeah. There was a resistance and it was that resistance that was the mind keeping us from that experience. Right. And I'd heard for a long time when something uncomfortable comes up, just stay open. Yeah. Well, that just invited my mind in to be like, am I open? Am yeah. I not? I don't even know if I'm open. I think I'm open. <laughs> you know what I mean? So obviously not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously not. So when I heard this welcome, it was like, I, I can't not stay open. Yeah. It was like when that front door opened, like, that's all I imagine now. I go to a front door and just anything, come yeah, in, yeah. come in, come in. So me being Jordan, right? I heard this, I was like, ha. Huh. So I just started doing it 50, 60 times a day. Right. Anytime a thought came up, there wasn't attachment. There, was, there wasn't resistance anymore. Yeah. Welcome, come, come. So welcoming all my thoughts, feelings, and emotions. Yeah. Welcoming the desire for anything wanting to be different. Mm. And welcoming into this final step of who I am, which, which when I talk about the other teaching, the two meshed at the same time like a perfect crossover mm. for that still point to happen. Because when you when I was welcoming in what I talk about to the, to the space of who you really are, mm. what isn't true just evaporates. Mm. Like it just a paper catching flame. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. Like you. <laughs> yeah. So surrender is. Surrender seems like a vital point. In anybody's story that I've heard, of how they let how yeah. So when you ask, I'm I'm just. <sighs> So you, you, you spoke about these three stages and you're welcoming, you're welcoming anything that comes up in yourself. You're welcoming, yeah. um, so a thought, a mm -hmm. feeling, an experience, do you... For me, I got to the point where I welcomed in everything. Yeah. So... Anything. Yeah. Okay. And you, you welcome it in a, in a sense of you're not reacting to it. Mm -hmm. You are just literally in your in your mind mm -hmm. in yourself you're saying just yeah. okay this so, is this is what's happening yeah if you imagine it as a house mm. okay mm. and thoughts feelings or emotions come up imagine they're knocking at the door yes all right resistance is holding that door yes and they're banging it down yes thought like i don't want this thought it's like i'm staying yeah i'm gonna bang on this door yeah until that's when i in. go and meditate yeah yeah all right so <laughs> so that's what i was doing beforehand yeah you know like i'm I'm spiritual. I've got to the certain point. This I shouldn't be having these thoughts. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah. Imagine the space, just the the house, just being your space, like your internal space. All yeah. right? So instead of what happened, it's like opening the front door. You don't tell them they're coming in. Mm. You just open the front door. You're welcome. If yeah. you want to come in, you're welcome to come in. Yeah. All right. So that resistance has stopped. 
it's counterintuitive because if you're really suffering with something, the last thing you want is to invite that in and feel it. Yeah. But if you don't, it just gets pushed down and kept. Yeah. So it's counterintuitive. And your heart closes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it's all about keeping your heart open and allowing yeah. this to come into your space. Like you're inviting them into your house. Come yeah. in. Come, yeah. come. You're not the enemy. Come in. Yeah. Okay? So you hold it in your space. Yeah. You're also holding that space, that desire for wanting it to go. Yeah. Like for wanting it to force it out the back door. Like mm. please leave. Welcome that in too. Yeah. Yeah? So that can come in too. And then when you allow that space to expand. Yeah into the consciousness of who you really are which is the bit that's it, the bit it's, it's hard to explain yeah. which i'd have to talk about separately yeah that's when these things like thoughts feelings emotions and the things that have been really kept for a long time yeah in the end they go ah oh, it's actually boring in this house i'm <laughs> off and then that's when things start to move through and leave and that was my experience right of things that maybe i'd kept for a long time it could finally start to do you know what i mean yeah and those were the things like creating that drive that that need to be someone yeah that, that was it was for me yeah the running thing everything like wow if i do that then i'll finally be good enough to be someone yeah that'll it'll be a value to the world okay all right i think this is starting to formulate in my mind right okay yeah. so so you 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 there you are you've got this desire to be something mm -hmm. you've welcomed in um uh, any kind of like resistance mm -hmm. to the idea that you're not that thing yeah and you are you you welcome any um desire to change it mm -hmm. but you're not doing anything you're not actually you're not actively doing anything you're just kind of you're you're just being open and welcoming mm. to yeah. to those thoughts and feelings mm -hmm. and then you you kind of you're sitting with it in a sense yeah, so and like, then it kind of just yeah, like you said, mm -hmm. it, it it kind of realizes that it's boring here, mm -hmm. and you just kind of go, well, I don't. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and it, it'll start that energy will start to move. Yeah, it'll, it'll do it itself. Mm. It might be ten minutes. It might even be two days that you have to welcome it in for. Yeah, yeah. But finally, because if it's been kept there a long time, who knows how? Everyone's going to be different, you know. Yeah, yeah. For me, I'd already got to a point where things could come up quite easily and go because obviously i'd been on a path to i'd obviously let go of some things you know yeah yeah and i'd never been one to to hold a grudge for anyone so i didn't have any mm. resentment in my life already mm. um but as i say it crossed over with another teaching yeah which was the teaching of who i really was right so this is the one i shared with you so so as i say when the students ready the teacher appeared so mm. the other thing that appeared was muji yeah muji was the teacher that appeared for me yeah not not in person. No. Not in my imagination, but virtually. Yeah. 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 So and and the message came. And I actually heard it originally on Russell Brand's podcast and I didn't even know what was going on. I didn't even there was no conscious awareness. Right. And this is how it all slipped by my understanding. Yeah. Because I imagined that when things fell away, it was going to be so euphoric. Yeah. And so, like, a whole body orgasm that was going to be like, ah, yeah. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That I wouldn't miss it. Yeah. But it was actually that it slipped by completely my awareness. Right. So I first heard Muji do this on, on Russell Brand's podcast, which is the audio book I sent you. Yes. Invitation to Freedom. Yeah. But he just did a little one with Russell Brand. Yeah. And I remember just being down by the river. I was just out for a walk. Mm. And anyway, he goes through this process where he just gets you to put everything down. Just yeah. for a moment. Yeah. Everything you think you are. Every thought. Everything. Mm. Every identity you've ever had. Anything you think. Just put it down for a moment. Mm. 
all right and obviously i was already at a point with meditation stuff that i knew how to do that mm. like i did i did have an understanding of it but anyway i did this and crossing over with that letting go method i just fell back into something mm. this vast expanse i remember just being at the river being like oh but not even a conscious awareness that something had changed, just being like, I just felt so free and so happy in that moment. Yeah. And, and yeah, I guess there was a point where these two methods, I think it all happened within about two or three days of each other. Hmm. And the weeks that followed, like a week or two, I thought I was just like the most happy and free I'd ever been. I thought I was in a really good place, hmm. a really good place. Hmm. And then... It's kind of like when Muji talked about his experience. He said, like, the serum went in and the layers of the, like, the layers started to fall away. Well, that's what happened to me. So this teaching obviously went in. Same with the letting go method. And mm. it was like the layers of the onion as the weeks, a few weeks went by, they, they started to fall away. Mm. Because I had this letting go method, I knew how to let them go away. Mm -hmm. And then when it finally caught me and the mind caught up, that what had happened, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> holy shit. It happened and I missed it, but but it but it was there. It was there, and I, I can't remember the exact moment. There was a recognition that when I closed my eyes, that what I used to spend a long time in meditation to get to, it was like it just went, yeah, for an eternity. Every time I shut my eyes, wow, eternal bliss, yeah, and I was like, oh shit, yeah, <laughs> like it happened, yeah. It happened. Everything had been leading to, like, but it happened by slipping by the mind. Mm. If that makes any sense. Yeah, no, I, I mean, how something slips by the mind, I guess, is anyone's to understand. Yeah. You know, like, I, I don't. Mm -hmm. You can't let something slip by the mind. Mm -hmm. It has to slip by the mind mm -hmm. without the mind knowing. So yeah. there's no way of, oh, I'm just going to let that slip by the mind. You can't because yeah. you were aware of it yeah. in that moment. Well, yes and no. Um, so it's funny. So the bit that the, how it slipped by, slipped by my mind is because my mind was looking at the top of the mountain still. Yes. It was looking at this far reaching place of that's, yes. that's what it'd be like. And it's like it slipped by. Yeah. But when we talk about it, who you really are mm. and when you become aware of being aware of yes. who you really are, then it can slip by the mind yeah. because the mind's seen to just be the tool. And now when the mind is the master in, in the experience of being a human, which it is for a lot of people, and it was for me, yeah. that's why I can speak about this. Yeah. And there's no... I think someone the other day thought I was being arrogant about it, but I wasn't. Yeah. But you can only explain how it is. Yeah. And I can't choose how other people are going to take that. Yeah. And I know how much time I put into this. Yeah. This wasn't like a, a click my fingers and it happened. Like mm. it's been from 11 and I know it has. Yeah. Yeah. So where was I going with this? How well, best to explain it? So we're talking about trying to get past the mind mm -hmm. or allowing concept this mm -hmm. is what i was saying earlier like understanding something intellectually mm -hmm. and understanding something conceptually yeah. um 
to learn something intellectually, we just repeat, you know, mm-hmm. repeat, repeat, repeat. To yeah. learn something conceptually, you almost have to experience, mm-hmm. um, which you can do by repeat, you know, repeat action. Mm-hmm. And but at some point, the um, the you have to embody that experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so to I suppose to get to a point where we understand that we are not the identity that we've created mm-hmm. yeah. through the lens of mm-hmm. what we worry about other people thinking mm-hmm. of us, yeah. what we think is meant to be because of what we're conditioned through TV and all the and schools and mm-hmm. all this sort of stuff. Um, it's recognising that, that we are something else. Mm-hmm. But getting to that point of realization that we are something else, mm-hmm. what that something else is, yeah. um, I feel like that's what we're here for, right? That's mm-hmm. this this conversation is is we are we're trying to explain something that needs to be understood mm-hmm. without being able to explain yeah. it so that the, there is an understanding that goes with it and as i say this is might walk you to the door mm-hmm. but it'll never it'll never you'll never be able to fall through it until you, know I mean? you surrender yeah so it's like the cliff face you know it's almost like... so yeah so, but like each level of of identity there's got to be that willing if it to experience that i'd already learned enough intellectually that i knew I, there was going to be a period where i would have to let go of everything yeah and I had faith that that I'd be caught, basically, because I'd heard other people speak about that experience. Yeah. That I knew I was safe to let go of everything. But for most people to hear that, to completely surrender who they've spent their life built in, yeah. build, building is very hard to hear. Yeah. But I was willing to be no one. Yeah. Because because I knew that that, that who I was building yeah. wasn't real. And yeah. it was never going to give me that, what I was looking for. Yeah. The truth. I knew yeah. it wasn't. Yeah. Because I'd spent my... At 29, it might not seem like it or not, but I packed a lot into that. Yeah. A lot of trying different things and being yeah. like, nope, 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 you know? So I got to the point where I'd listened to enough people that had the experience that... Because mm. it is a death. Yeah. It's a death. Yeah. Um. Dying while you're still alive, and that's what it is. Yeah. You've got to be willing to surrender everything you think you are. Yeah. To fall through it as nobody. Yeah. And the mind can't understand that because the mind's what's going. The egoic well, structure is what's going. Yeah. Well, my mind now is just like the the idea of doing this. I'm going, yeah, well, I've got a wife and I've got children. Yeah, exactly. Those children need me to exactly. you know, provide for fear. them. And that's the mind. Like, how, yeah, exactly. Like, how do I let go of all of those things? Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, like, I'm, as I said to you earlier, going through an experience at the moment where of trying to find a house and, mm-hmm. and, and how do I let go of that? How yeah. do I just go, well, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, it's, I'm not afraid of me being yeah. homeless and me ha- like having no identity. I'm not afraid of that. Yeah. I'm afraid of mm-hmm. not being able to provide for my family. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just a whole fucking load of stuff that yeah. I've lumped on top of my, my st- same as everybody else kind of mm-hmm. layers you know i now have all of these layers so so how does somebody who is a parent you know a provider mm-hmm. allow these layers to fall away yeah you know 
Yeah, definitely, because they're all other clingings of the mind, you know? Yeah. And... Because the mind says you've got to do those yeah. things, dude. You've got to, you know... Not just the mind. The whole of society says that. Yeah. And I was very blessed. I know that. Very blessed to, to not have anything. Yeah. I, but I, it wasn't by chance that that happened. Yeah. I'd set it up that way. Yeah. I, I, obviously, I knew those things would be... Yeah. So I got to the point where I didn't have a job. I didn't... And I, and I purposely didn't want to have one. Yeah. Because yeah. I knew it would be like, well, I have to do this. Yeah. You know? And this is what I said, like we're talking about something so huge, like at the very root of human experience. Yeah. That could change the whole world. Yeah. Because if who you think you are is slightly off path, mm. then it just keeps going further and further off path. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's just more and more layers of mind and yeah, it's thick, man. Yeah. So the human experience has, has got to start a change to allow people to have that experience because if you look at like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, yes. right? If you're at that bottom level, yeah. which a lot of people like might think might think they're not, yeah. but at the same time they're still like, I need to put food on the table, I yes. need to pay for this roof above my head. Yes. That is the bottom level. Yeah. And you can't experience the higher levels of yeah. consciousness yeah. with the fear of, but what if? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because that fear will keep you in the mind. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Every person's going to be different, you know? Mm. Everybody will get to a different point where enough's enough, yeah. you know? And it'll come for everyone. Even if it's a moment before you die, yeah. you'll be like, fuck, I've believed something my whole life, yeah. and now I've got to let it go yeah, because something's about to happen, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so so the other thing is, I, I believe that the human experience or human life can be very different. Mm. If we all, if, if we went back to this route... Yeah. Because we're taught to be separate. Yeah. That there's a separate individual that needs to survive. Yeah. And now you've got all them problems over there. Yeah. And it it, it can feel like a separate person. Yeah. You know? But yeah. we're not. Right. We're not. <laughs> we're just not. And for me, there's an experience now. Yeah. That like, it's not an intellectual thing of we're all one. Hmm. And we're all interconnected. There's an experience there that I'm sitting here with you. Yeah. And I'm not experiencing Jordan. Yeah. Honestly, it just feels like it's all one. Right. And it's so beautiful. Yeah. Because I see the truth of who you are coming out your eyes, out your heart. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> it's so beautiful. Yeah. And I see it everywhere. And it is there the whole time. Yeah. It's just that, that clogging and the clinging of the mind mm. that doesn't want to see it. So can can one exist within the current paradigm with this understanding or does once you reach that state of bliss mm-hmm. um do is it the end of civilization as we know it <laughs> there's a deep comfort that everything is perfect the way it is yeah and that everything's all right there's a there's an urge that that it could be different mm. but there's also the feeling that like everything that's playing out and everybody's suffering and everyone that they're going through is perfect because hmm. that's their awakening yeah that that's the ticket home for them yeah you know and it, it's the same in everyone so like to take away someone's suffering might take away their ticket home yeah so humanity this this will happen humanity because it, it's happening anyway yeah like consciousness is rising yeah more and more people are waking up yeah more and more people are seeing that like no this just isn't working anymore yeah you know yeah. and as that happens more and more people will have the confidence to to start to take those risks that no it might not be on such a grand scale letting go. Yeah. But it might be like their job, like 
Yeah. I'm not this anymore. Yeah. And they start to move up that hierarchy of but consciousness can come as like a number. Yeah. So there's like a map of consciousness, you know, and all you've got to do is keep moving up. Mm. Keep expanding that awareness. Yeah. And like probably going from the bottom to the top, like like I was trying to do a running, you yeah, know, yeah. is gonna be difficult. Yeah. But it's possible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. There's a feeling that the society's gonna change. What time scale that is, I don't know, but the message is out there and there's a lot more people yeah. being like this ain't working anymore. I, f- I feel I feel you. And I and I feel like it's a time where I'm definitely being pushed to do more of this, to have more of these conversations. Um I've been on a little bit of a um kind of a, a, a little hiatus i feel like my life I, I i dropped all my rituals and practices mm-hmm. um i just got to a point where they were controlling me you know they they were causing me more anxiety than they were alleviating mm-hmm. and and i had to stop and it opened up something for me and it made me realize that i don't need the practices to make me the person I want to be, mm-hmm. I just need to be the person I want to be. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And now I can start allowing those practices back in because I do enjoy them. Yeah. Um, but I can allow them in on my terms. You know, in the sense that, like, so if somebody came to me and said, "Oh, my life's a fucking mess," right? I'd say, "Just, just." start every fucking morning meditating right mm-hmm. 10 20 minutes mm-hmm. just start there and then once you reach that point where you know how to be who you where you know who it is that you want to be mm-hmm. be that person you know when you're faced with a choice to make be that person that you wish to be mm-hmm. and then and then you can you know then that so that's what i'm saying like then i now i can go right okay I'm, I can go back to my daily practices mm-hmm. because I'm already there. I'm already at that place where I want to be mm-hmm. what I want to be. But I have to I have to become that person that I want to be with the understanding that I am not that person, mm-hmm. right? With the understanding that that person is just a choice. Mm-hmm. And at any moment, I'm going to change that choice mm-hmm. so i feel like it's almost like that dying while you're alive yeah it's like it's like resetting mm-hmm. it's saying um i realize now that i am not the person that i have been trying to become or i'm not the person that i think i am in any way mm-hmm. i am all of the people that i ever want to think i mm-hmm. am and I can choose at any time to be any of them because I am this eternal being mm-hmm. that is just floating around the spiritual ether, you mm-hmm. know? And I feel like that's where you are. I feel like you are at that place where you're saying, I could choose to be Jordan the army yeah. man. Mm-hmm. I could choose to be Jordan the runner. I could choose to be Jordan the whatever. Mm-hmm. I could even choose to be a different name yeah. of any of those things. Mm-hmm. But none of them are really who I am. Mm-hmm. Who I really am is much bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who I really am is the creator 
of each of those identities. Would you say that's a yeah? This fair... is the saying like um, to be in the world but not of it. Yes, you know. Yes. So obviously there's a there's a physical body and there's a there's a mind still there. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And like there's free will to use it in any way now because I'm not bound by who I thought I had to be. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And like so I'm talking about this. A few years ago, I would never have got in front of this microphone and had this conversation, you know, yeah. because like, that's not the idea who I had. And there'd been a lot of fear about being judged. Yeah. But when I found that place in me that was eternal and yeah. unchanging, yeah, there's, there's, I can go to that place whenever I want. Yeah. Okay. I just have to shut my eyes and I'm there like that. Yeah. And it's so affirming that like, ha, huh, no matter what I do, it's okay. Yeah. And that who I really am is that vast unchangingness that everybody is. Yeah. That source. Yeah. You know, and there's an experience of it. Yeah. It's not just an idea. Yeah. There's an experience. Yeah. So anytime that something happens in life that I could get caught up in. Yeah. I can quickly be like, Psh, oh, yeah, no, it's yeah. okay. Yeah. You know, and I feel like, I feel like that's where I, I'm being reminded mm -hmm. that I am, I am not, the reality mm -hmm. that I experience yeah. and I I am definitely going through because we've spoken about this welcoming mm -hmm. and, yeah. and I'm I've been I've been I've been using that as a technique mm -hmm. to remain not of this world you know mm -hmm. uh, and it definitely works mm -hmm. it definitely I've I've dropped a lot of stuff mm -hmm. that wasn't serving me. There's there is some stuff that keeps coming back. Mm -hmm. Um and I keep questioning and I have I think we're we're we'll save it for another time because we are uh, we're we're due to eat uh very shortly probably overdue um so i think what i'd like to do is wrap this up now mm -hmm. um with a kind of an understanding that we're on the precipice of of major hum hum yeah, human conscious growth mm -hmm. or consciousness growth, yeah, it consciousness expansion. Mm -hmm. yeah? yeah, and I feel like we're all kind of like popping out of the of, of the popping through the veil. Yeah, we're if, all coming through different layers at a yeah, time. You know. Yeah, and um, as we said before, this is one of of many conversations that we are going to have. Mm -hmm. um, are you do you feel like we've we've reached a point here now do you is there anything more yeah there yeah, is one more yeah so like in a in a in a real life example for where anybody is right now it's about cultivating that deep trust yeah that deep trust that where you are right now is exactly where you need to be yeah and that trust that there's something bigger that that's that's got you yeah and 
and it'll carry you. So, like, say if you're someone that's looking at the top of the mountain and thinking why you're not there, mm. don't worry about it. That's what has to be let go of because that's the mind wanting to be there. Mm. Just, like, the more we can be, like, just trust in every moment that even if something uncomfortable is happening, it's the exact thing that needs to be happening mm. to show the next part of the path. For example, if you were looking for a for a home for mm. your family, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just trust that you need to have this experience yeah. in order for the next thing, mm -hmm. which and the next thing could be a desire to be more. Right, mm -hmm. the next thing could just be a a, a burning desire that fuels you mm -hmm. and forces you to do something outside of what you would mm -hmm. normally do to yeah. step out of conformity mm -hmm. yeah yeah definitely one other thing have you have you seen the third matrix oh yes but okay so very powerful messages in it okay yeah. the oracle yeah. is the all in it and yes she only drip feeds neo and the other characters what they need to know at that time yeah and doesn't tell them if she said ted to neo you're going to be it. You're going to save the world. Yeah. It'd be too much in that moment for him. Yeah. That's what the universe is doing. Right. It's like, just give him this little bit. And it's so mysterious. Yeah. And so, like, you would never know. Yeah. That it can allow you to move forward because yeah. if you, the mind would latch onto it otherwise. Yeah. So yeah. everything that's gone, the universe is actually drip feeding you behind yeah. the mind. Yeah. Yeah. But there's not an experience of it or there's not an awareness because yeah. that's, yeah. It's all all right. <laughs> it's all all right. It really is. That's beautiful. It really is. Let's tell it that that's that's the message for everyone, right? Yeah. It's all all right. You are exactly where you need to be right mm -hmm. now. And if it hurts, if it's painful, that's okay too. Yeah, it is. You know? Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. Don't push it away. Yeah. Allow it to be the teacher. Yeah. And I know it's painful because I've felt it. Yeah, it's yeah. So painful. Yeah. I've also. Yeah. Yeah. But it was the ticket home. Yeah. And it is. It's beautiful. a golden ticket, so beautiful yeah if you don't have suffering you don't wake up yeah love it might be good for so long but yeah yeah don't bury it don't yeah don't yeah. hide it in the garden don't yeah Forget absolutely where it is. yeah yeah let it help hmm. man that was a great yeah, great conversation like i look forward to the next one we're i feel bad for anyone listening because we're obviously gonna have more expansion on this yeah. conversation uh mm -hmm. not on air and uh but that's gonna just mm -hmm. it'll be like a training ground for the next conversation yeah. where we can dive in a bit deeper yeah. and um i mean fuck me we went deep enough as it is yeah. like but i i do feel i definitely feel like we've kind of reached a point where we can we can allow that to sink in mm -hmm. and the next conversation we have can be, mm -hmm. and I feel like I'm, I'm having an experience in my life where the next time we speak, things are going to have shifted very quickly mm -hmm. and I'm going to be able to talk from that point and that is in itself is going to be, um, very interesting i think and and very uh growth affirming mm -hmm. for others to hear yeah so and, until then yeah oh, i love it <laughs> thanks man thank you there you go thank you all for listening um to my prying open podcast 
many more to come. The next show is uh, Bolo Brothers, which I'm very excited to get out there. We've already had the conversation and um, they're doing great things. And it's um, fueled by some awesome coffee. So I look forward to getting that show out. Uh, thanks again for listening to myself and Jordan Middlemist, absolute legend. Um, he, the, I'll put links everywhere in the show notes for everything that he is doing, everything that we are doing together. And um, yeah, hopefully connect with some of you out there soon. Peace out.